Nahum 1, verses 9 through 15. What do you plot against the Lord? He will make a complete end. Trouble will not rise up a second time, for they are like entangled thorns, like drunkards as they drink. They are consumed like stubble, fully dried. From you came one who plotted evil against the Lord, a worthless counselor. Thus says the Lord, though they are at full strength and many, they will be cut down and pass away. Though I have afflicted you, I will afflict you no more. And now I will break his yoke from off you and will burst your bonds apart. The Lord has given commandment about to you. No more shall your name be perpetuated. From the house of your God, I will cut off the carved image and the metal image, and I will make your grave, for you are vile. Behold, upon the mountains, the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace. Keep your feasts, O Judah, fulfill your vows, for never again shall the worth, worthless pass through you. He is utterly cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm here again with Courtney Reisig, and we're talking about this second half of Nahum uh, chapter one. And this uh, section is directed at the king of Assyria and therefore the entire empire. So it's uh, um, we're listening in on a conversation of Nahum bringing the word of God himself, um, this divine speech. That's what an oracle is, a divine speech that um, has explanations of what God is saying. But God is directing this at the king of Assyria. What, um, what are your insights here, Courtney? I think I... Uh... It makes me think of Psalm 2 and how Psalm 2 talks about why do the nations rage and um, there's like some allusions to that there. The nations are raging and plotting against the Lord. And then the uh, at the end of verse 13, it says, I will break his yoke from off you and burst your bonds apart. That's uh, the Lord says this to the king of Assyria, but it's uh, in, in Psalm 2, uh, it's the nations that are saying we don't want we don't want any authority over us. We don't want, we're going to break his bonds um, right. and cast away the cords from us is what it says. And so it's this irony of the ones who think that they can uh, reject the restraint of the Lord and mm-hmm. not be controlled by him and not be ruled by him will one day be controlled and ruled by him. And so right. I, you see this this complete and sovereign control that there is a king and there's a true king and he will rule and reign over all things and he will deal with all of his enemies and no amount of human ingenuity or might or whatever is going to prevail against him. Right. And the, the comfort, I think, too, um, the comfort in verse 15 where... There's this good news that's coming to God's mm-hmm. people, to the tribe of Judah, and that uh, he reminds them to fulfill their their obligations to worship the Lord, to to keep their to keep the law and to obey Him, um, and that He is cutting off His enemies. I think that that's an incredibly comforting um, kind of bringing it full circle for them, and being reminded that I mean, how many. We look at the world today and how many unjust rulers do we see knowing that they are going to all be dealt with ultimately. And we can, we I think sometimes in America, we can talk about unjust rulers in America and it's nothing compared to the king of Assyria. I mean, he was horrific in what he did right, to, right. to his enemies and that God deals with him and God will deal with him. And that's a comfort to people all throughout the centuries who have dealt with unjust rulers. No, that's such, uh, so good. I love even just being reminded of Psalm 2 and that we do have a king who reigns. And that Mm -hmm. actually is the, 
the um, one of the main, you know, accusations, I guess, or um, issues that God has with the king of Assyria and other kings who um, are so self-glorifying, they put themselves on the pedestal that they are mm-hmm. um, king and that, um, you know, they rule, they put themselves as that they are sovereign and mm-hmm. that everyone will bow down to them, him and that again when we saw in the in chapter in the earlier part of chapter one where you we saw god saying that he's jealous and mm-hmm. how sometimes i think people have a response like oh that's just mm-hmm. a negative thing like why is god jealous well he's jealous for his name that mm-hmm. he would be the only one who receives glory and when mm-hmm. god is the only one who receives glory human beings flourish and there is mm-hmm. beauty and there is goodness in the world mm-hmm. but when a human seeks glory um, the end result is violence and mm-hmm. this terrible mm-hmm. evil that you see. I mean, Assyria is an, an extreme. Um, you can kind of see this sin in the heart of man mm-hmm. playing out in these evil, evil ways. Like we think, oh, I would never do that. But that same sin of self-glorification mm-hmm. is in you. It just ends mm-hmm. in destruction. So we as well should be jealous for this, mm-hmm. this king of kings, mm-hmm. that his name would be lifted up among the nations. So. Um, so, so good. When you see the, um, you know, his declaring this judgment on them, and then you mentioned this good news that God reigns, like, tell us, talk more about that. So beautiful. Yeah, the, I think in the world we live in, and I think any, since, since sin entered the world, um, we have to, walk by faith and not by sight mm-hmm. and knowing that like we can't see him reigning um but what we can see is a lot of him not reigning or what looks like him not reigning right and there is this perpetual need to remind ourselves of the truth that he's ruling and reigning and that he's in control and that there's nothing that's outside of his control i um but i also think uh of all the people that I know who aren't, who are living like Assyrians, who are not bowing the knee to him mm. and are not submitting themselves to him. And I think as, I think this is a sobering reminder that this is the outcome of not bowing the knee. And he, whether whether they have to walk by sight and not by what their eyes can see. What their eyes can see is that they're in control of their life. And the reality right. is they're not in control of their life. And one day they're right. going to have to submit to him, whether by compulsion or by faith in Christ. And so it's a sobering reminder that this is this is not what we see right now is not all there is. And this, I think these verses remind us of that. There's this eternal, there's this external, this, this eternal reality happening that we can't see where right. God is ruling and reigning over all things and in control. Yeah, no, that's so good. The, um, it's like in all of these prophets, they're coming to a real people in a real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was like judgment against their evil that they committed mm-hmm. in the world. But because we have it in the word and in this um, context of this whole redemptive story, we know that this is actually pointing us to an, an ultimate judgment. And I, I think, like you said, this just when you were talking, I was like, Nahum is actually a lot like Revelation, um, Mm -hmm. where it is telling us that, but this judgment is coming, that um, God's name is the only name that will be Mm -hmm. uh, high and lifted up and that every knee will bow. But it's 
revelation comes to us in the context of like we already know what has happened on the cross Mm -hmm. and that there is we know exactly how we can be saved and redeemed these people were looking forward in faith to being saved and Mm -hmm. redeemed but it's the same thing like Mm -hmm. you're right the message is that there will be ultimate judgment that god Mm -hmm. is um is slow in anger but it's not to say that it's not he's, he's not coming in his wrath yes yes yeah and then again, pointing out this good news. I just think like for those people, like they were obviously were experiencing good news and that their their enemies were finally being destroyed. People who had mm-hmm. like real power and were oppressing them in a real time and were, were oppressing the nations around them, like we had mentioned. I mean, this is a very violent um, and vile nation. But then also this good news that's coming in the future that mm-hmm. God is saving and we've seen this phrase before right this Mm -hmm. uh beautiful are the feet yes yes Uh, yeah i think uh it was paul in uh in romans 10 he quotes isaiah and here in nahum again talking yes it's in isaiah and nahum yes yes i love yes yeah just um again that this good news of christ Mm -hmm. um, is coming Mm-hmm. And this good news of salvation coming through judgment, the salvation that comes to God's people comes through the judgment of another. Um, so mm. you will either be judged by him or you'll be judged or your judgment will have come through Christ. Like you will you will no longer face judgment because he faced the judgment for you. And that's the good news is that yeah. this is not our outcome. Right. If we're trusting in Christ, he received all of that on our behalf. Right. We were talking the other day about how, you know, we kind of avoid, we don't want to like think about God. We think that this is, um, we'd rather not think about the wrath of God. We'd rather mm-hmm. only think about the love and how somehow mm-hmm. they're not related. And yet it's obviously it's God's anger. God's anger is because he loves. Um, but that also there's this um, very real sweetness in salvation in this mm-hmm. Um, it's more beautiful when you realize what you've been saved from. So Mm -hmm. like you're saying, it's the judgment, salvation through judgment, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't have salvation without there being judgment Mm -hmm. of those who are not taking refuge in him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so good. Well, again, thank you for um, talking with us this morning. Looking forward to Nahum 2. And for Courtney Reisick, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.